Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Going well. I am at the beach this week and this is fun. The beach is nice. Is it very hot there? It is extremely hot today. Uh, it's been okay this week, but today the temperature is up in the 90s, heat index in the 100s and change. But um, Ooh, that's rough. But it's okay. The view makes up for it, so... I'm enjoying it. Excellent, excellent. It's the right time for vacations. It is, it is. So, uh, and uh, we'll be getting uh, back into the swing of things next week. I'll be back in Nashville and uh, getting ready for all that we've got coming this fall. And then you've uh, you've got everything starting up in about a month, I guess, over at Southeastern. Yep, starting to make plans for new student orientation uh, and get ready for campus to get full again. So uh, it's always kind of a fun and exciting time. Um, and fun uh, getting the kids ready for back to school. So uh, it's uh, fall. Fall is approaching. Yep, we start here in a week and a half. So it's uh, kind of crazy to think oh my, that my kids will be in school in about two weeks. So wow. All right. Well, you know who else is starting up is uh, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Boys College. As you may have heard when you were in Phoenix for the SBC annual meeting, uh, they've invited everyone to go over to equip.sbts.edu to download a free copy of Essential Reading on Preaching from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary's new resource, Southern Equip. You can find out how to get that and get uh, a lot of other resources over at equip.sbts.edu. I'm going to jump into the news this week. Amy, we have a new state executive director out in Colorado. Yeah, Nathan Lorick. That's a, a big, big news. We've got uh, the Baptist Press story there. Uh, he is replacing the executive director, Mark Edlin, who retired a while back. We've been watching for this one. Yes, uh, we have. We had Mike Rout on the show back earlier in 2017 to talk about that. Mike is the president of the Colorado uh, Baptist Convention, and uh, we're excited that uh, Nathan is over there in Colorado now and we're going to try to get in touch with him. I know he's kind of in transition from Texas. He used to serve as the evangelism leader and for the SBTC over in Texas, uh, but he's moving out to Colorado. I'm going to try to get in touch with him. I know Nathan uh, had a little quick text conversation with him a, a few weeks ago whenever uh, the the announcement had come that he was going to be nominated as the uh, next executive director. Talked to him and he uh, had agreed to come on the show and, and tell us kind of about his vision for Colorado so excited about that. I'll get in touch with him, and we'll set that up, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to get him here on the podcast to talk about that. So congratulations to Nathan Lork. Yeah, that's exciting. One thing I noticed in that story, which is just interesting to me because I'm interested by things, uh, I'm interested about things like this, the, uh, the Colorado Baptist General Convention, they had a called meeting for this. They, they had almost a hundred messengers show up to, to vote. Um, so it's, it, I, I just, as someone who likes procedure, I think that's just, just really interesting. I don't know how many called meetings we have uh, in our state conventions in a given year. Um, but I think that's a pretty good turnout actually for doing that in the summer. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's one of those things we see a lot of these roles filled around the, you know, confirmed, I guess you could say, around the state of convention time, uh, which is usually right. later in the year, you know, October, November, uh, that we, we talk about those here on the podcast. But, you know, when you have some business that needs to be done in July, you do it in July. So uh, yeah. that was good. So they, they gave people, you know, notified them of this is who the nominee is and this is where we're going to be and this is where we're going to take the vote. So show up. And and people did. Yes. So we'll we'll talk to Nathan, get him lined up. But there's more big news uh, from the Midwest-ish 
uh, I guess Colorado. Colorado's not the Midwest, is it, Amy? Um, it's not. It's no. the West. Yeah, it'd be the West or the Rockies or something like yes. that. But Midwestern's got a new faculty member and some fellows uh, that have been named to their preaching uh, center. And um, Amy, Matthew Barrett will be joining the faculty up there. And then H.B. Charles and Stephen Smith have been named to uh, various roles in the seminary. Yeah, so uh, so Matthew Barrett will be Associate Professor of Christian Theology. Um, and so that's exciting. That uh, is a full faculty position. And then H.B. Um, Charles and Stephen Smith will be Senior Preaching Fellows for uh, the Spurgeon Library. So they'll be um, connecting with the students in the classroom. They'll be coming, being part of conferences. I'm sure things, events at the library, uh, we'll see them there uh, making those connections. And, you know, H.B. Charles, um, we've seen him at several events uh, over the last couple of years. He preached in chapel here and it was just phenomenal. Uh, and then is the, the new president of the pastors conference for next year. And so that's a name that uh, is recognizable uh, to everyone. So I know that's exciting news uh, for Midwestern to have him connected with the Spurgeon library. Um, and then also Stephen Smith. Yeah. And Stephen Smith, who many know as the uh, longtime faculty member down at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, now a pastor up in the Arkansas uh, area. He's up in Little Rock. And um, Stephen, we we mentioned, we made note whenever he left Southwestern uh, that he had gone up to the Little Rock, Arkansas area. But uh, now he's back on a, you know, in a fellow role uh, at uh, Midwestern. Amy, you got to explain the difference here. So like fellows are not actually faculty members, but they are associated kind of like in a visiting professor type role. Is that is that how that works? Um, well, I mean, everybody kind of is going to use them in different ways, but, uh, when you have centers and, and, uh, other initiatives on campus that you can have these fellows, these are ways that, you know, for them, they can continue to serve in their pastorates and, uh, also be connected with the institution, uh, with the students there, have some, uh, the, the students get some special connection with them. So it sort of allows for them to be, you know, practitioners who uh, are instructing or, you know, speaking, whatever. Um, and then, and that's a great, that's a great thing for a school uh, to have. And then they also help possibly with research or, you know, whatever. All right. Well, congratulations to Matthew Barrett, Stephen Smith, and H.P. Charles, and everybody up at Midwestern for that announcement. Uh, we've got some research, Amy, just dropped today that we're recording this on uh, the 20th. Um, which, if any, of the following areas of service have you heard local Christian churches or their members doing in the last six months? Top two are feeding the hungry and clothing the poor. Yeah, so this is um, a survey of 1,000 Americans. So this isn't, you know, just pastors, and it isn't even just, you know, Protestants. It's 1,000 Americans, and they looked at 13 service programs, and they asked, have you heard of this? Have you heard of churches or church members doing these things? Um and, and this really gets into what churches are doing um, to impact their communities. You know, it's a it's a question that gets asked. We used to ask this a lot um, when Keith was pastoring. Uh, if we were to close our doors, would the town um, would the town feel the impact of that? Are we doing things that are affecting uh, the good of our town? And these are the types of things that really make a difference. Um, and are ways that we can show can show Christ. Uh, so it, it, I'm not surprised that these are the the top two. Helping disaster victims um, would be third, and I'm not surprised by that either, because uh, that's something we hear about uh, regularly, even at a national level. Yeah, and uh, a lot of things in here 
uh, sheltering the homeless, meeting with people in prison, after-school programs, uh, you know, school support, aid for new mothers, different things like that. So uh, very encouraging to see that, uh, you know, of a thousand Americans, a, a lot of them have heard of churches doing a lot of this work um, and, you know, still work to do in that area. It'd be nice if uh, more, you know, these percentages were higher, but at the same time, you know, um, it's, it, we do know of churches that are doing these works and, and do a good job with them. Yes. All right. Final story, uh, light news week this week, Amy. Uh, final story, the Ark Encounter, which we've talked about several times here on the podcast. They've added rainbow lights. And this is only news, not just because they added rainbow lights, because it's drawn some backlash, as you might well expect. Yes. Uh, have you made it up to the Ark yet? I have not. Okay. You're going to have to get up there and, and maybe even see this uh for for yourself now have to stay but yes, for the night strong. i mean you can't just go during the day now you have to right. stay for the night See, right you have to stay for the night brilliant marketing here they're getting people to stay longer because they added something yes for you to see at nighttime right so they are drawing the connection between you know the the rainbow that is a, a major part of the noah uh story in scripture and uh the the promise that god made with uh, the 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 covenant that God made uh, with Noah and the, the rainbow that signified the promise. And they are sort of giving a nod to the fact that the rainbow has been, has represented something different in our culture in recent years. And they want to sort of claim that. Um, but as you mentioned and can expect, there is backlash from, from the outside culture for that. Yes. And that's what I was talking about. It is kind of expected. And um, so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on this and see uh, what else happens. There's some statements out there from some LGBT activist groups, but uh, we we won't really uh, go over that in the story. But uh, it's there. So if you, if you go to the ark, send us a picture. If you see it at stay, night, stay stay until yeah, the stay night. Stay until check the night time. Check out yeah. the rainbow lights and then send us a picture. Yes. So, all yes. right. Well, that's going to do it for our news, Amy. That's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. We're going to go back to 1958. And uh, it was, looks like kind of a special issue of Baptist Press. It's like those uh, television shows where it was a very special episode. Oh, yes. We've so, talked about that before. Yeah. Yes, it was a very special issue of Baptist Press. It was all about history. So, you know, I love that. Um, it looks like the the uh, Historical Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention had done some things, changed some dates. Uh, the Southern Baptist Historical Society, which I guess was a different group, uh, were had reelected their president, things like that. But they're way down in this um, article is a headline that caught my attention. It said Operation Biography Goals Have Been Set. And it named something out that the Historical Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention um, had set out at their annual session in Nashville. And it was a plan called Operation Baptist Biography. Now, we're going to talk about this, but I do not know any details about sort of the results. And I'm going to give the assignment to you, Jonathan. To me? To help us, yes, to see if you can figure out if this even exists, uh, if any of these are in existence. So here's what it was. It was a goal to get biographies of 45,004 Southern Baptist laymen and denominational workers. 
Um, and so there were special forms for Southern Baptists to fill out biographies and to make a book of remembrance. They actually even commented they were patterning it after Malachi 3.16. They wanted monographs of just any, they, they wanted just biographies of just your sort of any Southern Baptist from those who are in ministry to the pew, to, to just the people in the pew. Um, a dollar would be submitted with every biographical sketch. How did and they so split that you, dollar, Amy? Um, half the money would be kept by the state Baptist Conventions Historical Society, and half would be sent to the SBC Historical so it was, Commission. It was 50-50. It was 50-50. We and have the a precedent. State historic, yeah. Um, I'm going to move on from that. Some people will so get that joke. It's all right. Go ahead. State historical groups would keep the, they would get to keep their state biographical information for their files, and then they would send them to Nashville to the research and statistics department of the Baptist Sunday School Board. And then Where Paula it said would put that them into a like a data international. Card. They they even laid out international business machine cards, IBM. Uh, so they they spelled that out, and that it would. Um, that 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 data would provide a source for surveys about Baptist life, things like that. Hmm. Um, so they said that it would be illustrations from life to include in feature articles, source material for personality sketches, checking facts and accuracy. So um, they even gave their, every state had a number, you know, for their sort of goals for Operation Baptist Biography. So what I'm I need you to go back when you're back at Lifeway. You need to go down to Lifeway Research and say, hey. I want to see the cards. Where is, where's Operation Baptist Biography? I bet it's across the street at uh, the archives, if it still exists. You know, if we got, we got to have exists. Taffy on. the. We have to have Dr. Taffy Hall on the podcast at yes, some point. Yes, we do. Because I bet we there's some do. stuff in the historical archives and, and library that would just blow our minds. We should do... You know what we should do? We should have her on. Um, the next time you're in town, to, so you can do it too. Yes. We should also do like a Facebook Live um, of the archives so people can see what it looks like. Oh, that would be neat. That would be neat. And they can kind of see all the information that is available uh, to tell us just sort of uh, about who we are. But this, I think, was very interesting. And when I uh, sent this article to you earlier, your response was, this is like the LinkedIn yes. of the SBC. It's the SBC LinkedIn. 1950s version. So, so it's like impossible to really do this now because if you said we're going to collect information about everyone, you just say, well, isn't it all on Facebook? Yes. Or so LinkedIn. this is a very, yes, or LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever. This, so this is a special and unique project, uh, that was out there. And so, you know, right now we share things on our own. We know a lot about Baptists all over the country. But if you think about it, uh, access being different in 1958, they didn't necessarily have information on um, Baptists all over the country. And so they set out to do that and to get um, an accurate picture, a snapshot um, of who Southern Baptists were. And it all happened this week in SBC history. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, and, you know, it talked about using it for... Um, sketches and confirmations for stories. I wonder if like Art Tolston ever actually had to use that. I know he's been at BP. He hadn't been there since 1958, obviously, uh, but he's been at BP for a while. Art's a faithful listener, by the way. Sent us an email this week just to make sure we didn't miss a story. We appreciate and that, Art. He is, and he has done a phenomenal job yes. for years. At I wonder if class. he ever used it. 
I wonder if this thing was like in existence. That would be a great question. I would love to know if when he's listening, I would love to know if he knows about this. Like if yeah. he said, oh, yeah, I know Operation Bob. Yeah, we, we use that. Yeah, I've got records. the, the yeah. whole list right here or whatever. Maybe yeah. it get printed out at some point. Who knows? Right. So, we're going to have to see. And $1. I, I looked it up while you were talking. $1 in 1958. Amy, any guesses how much it would be worth now? Uh, $10? Uh, close. eight fifty in 2017. So 60 okay. years later, um, it would be like sending in eight fifty. That's that's reasonable. Yeah, you know that's you know to have yourself listed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's I a that's so. a reasonable amount. So you know it's a round number. You know, probably do it if you did it today. It would probably be a ten dollar fee, just to make it a round number. So probably so. That's, that's about probably right. So. So. But you could also just like complete your Facebook profile, and everyone would know. Yeah, that, that too. But this is so much more fun, Amy. Putting it in international business machines, cards, punch cards. Yes. So yes. All right. Well, very cool. Thanks again for that, Amy. And we're going to move on to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Mine is actually an article that I read yesterday. Okay. It's on ERLC.com. Oh, and it I know what article it, it connects, is. Yes. And it connects well with the uh, Lifeway research that we just talked about, about churches and church members doing things that impact uh, their community. Yes. And it's a story about Donna Gaines um, and the literacy program that she uh, leads in uh, in Memphis, in Memphis and Jackson, uh, called Arise to Read. And uh, it, it, she started it five years ago. It has mobilized 822 volunteers who tutor 853 students in 19 schools, including the one she grew up in. Um, I, I loved this article. I, I really did. I read it two or three times over. Um, was personally inspired by it and uh, was really inspired when she talked about, you know, we've everyone's pretty aware of the Bellevue Loves Memphis, all of their uh, sort of ways to reach their community. And um, she she talked about how uh, she had this moment in uh, her quiet time. They were trying their their school systems, their city and county school systems were merging. And there was a lot of fear about what that was going to be like. And she said she had a moment in her quiet time where she felt God telling her, this is your city. These are your children. What are you going to do about it? And she acted. And I read this and thought, um, what am I doing in my community? And was really convicted. And I am actually beginning to think through that question uh, just in the last 24 hours and thinking, what kind of difference can I make? And I'm a mom. I've got kids in our, our schools here, or uh, we have other ways to get involved in the community. Um, so it's just a fantastic article. Uh, we we hear and know a lot about uh, Steve Gaines, the president of the SBC, and what he's doing. Uh, but this is a great, uh, a great thing that shines light on something that Donna Gaines is doing uh, to make, make a huge impact uh, in her community. All right. Well, that sounds cool. Um, and yeah, I, I saw that that article yesterday, and it is a fantastic as you mentioned. All right, my resource of the week is a newsletter, an email newsletter by Chris Martin, a good friend of the podcast here. Uh, Chris is uh, works with me at Lifeway, does a lot of online and social media stuff. He's got a newsletter called Content Made Simple, uh, where he sends out weekly tips and news from around uh, the world of uh, social media and different things. So if you're online and do do a lot with social media and just looking for some tips and tools and just kind of to keep up to date on things, Chris's newsletter is fantastic. I highly recommend it. It's a free newsletter. You can sign up. Uh, you can follow the link at sbcthisweek.com and, and today's show notes and sign up for that. So 
Uh, Amy, do you get that newsletter? Yes, I do. I do. And I think that's a fantastic newsletter. I love it. Very cool. I read it every time, every All week. Right. Well, this week's, I, I really like this week. There was talk about the Snapchat goggles and different yes. things like that. And I had no idea about this other thing from Facebook that he was talking about. So, um, I, you know, I learned stuff and I'm, I'm kind of immersed in this world like Chris. And, uh, I still right. find things that every week that I, I learn in his uh, newsletter. Same here. We, uh, I, I, Sam Morris, who runs social media for us, uh, he, he gets it. And both of us are always commenting that we're learning something new from that. Well, that'll do it for our show this week. Once again, want to thank our sponsor, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I'm working on getting uh, maybe Dr. Moeller or uh, somebody from Southern to be on the show later uh, this year, maybe in August, you know, as school's about to kick up. So I want to thank them again for sponsoring the podcast. And we're going to work on getting a couple more interviews for you uh, coming down the road. Nathan Lorick and, uh, you know, Taffy Hall. Amy, you and I have to talk about the next time you'll be in town. We'll have to get that interview scheduled with Taffy. That'd be a, a fascinating look, I'm sure. ERLC National Conference All right, Week. There you go. I will be there. All right. Well, so. cool. I'll be there too. So uh, we'll we'll get that taken care of at the end of August, uh, whenever that is. If you haven't signed up for the ERLC National Conference, a little bonus plug here, go ahead and do that. Join Amy and I and a host of others uh, at the Gaylord Opryland Convention Center here in Nashville. And, uh, you know, for a great time, the, this year's theme is on parenting. So you can check out more of that over at ERLC.com. Uh, just click on the National Conference tab there and sign up now. Make your plans to, to be with us in Nashville next month. Also, one one reminder, uh, if you're in the Florida area, it's still not too late to try to get down to the SEND conference. Uh, the last one of 2017 is next week, so you've only got a few days left. It's down in Orlando at First Baptist Orlando, so check that out. Uh, if you're in the you know Central Florida area, maybe you're vacationing next week and have some time to to go over there. No, that's not some people's idea of vacation events, but you know at the same time it's going to be a great time. So uh, you can check that out. And then uh, while I'm on the event train, Amy, uh, one more I want to plug is uh, the leading change in the church event. Uh, Southeastern is sponsoring down in Tallahassee in September, September seventh. If you're in the south. Georgia, South Alabama, or Panhandle of Florida area within driving distance to Tallahassee, come over. It's only 10 bucks or $50 for your entire staff to come over to that event. Dr. Rainer will be speaking there. Be a great lineup there. I know Art Rainer's coming down and a few others from Southeastern. So uh, be sure to join us for that in Tallahassee in September. Any events you want to throw in here, Amy, while we're just uh, you know going through the list? Yes, Nine Marks. Nine Marks Conference oh, that's is right. coming up. The ninth um, one. Yeah, It'll be the final one, right? Yes. Or we have to come up with another mark? Yeah, so uh, well, we'll have to see uh, after this year, but it's nine marks, and we've been doing this since the ninth year, so this is the ninth one. It's on leadership, um, and so that'll be at the end of September, but we are already starting to uh, work on it now, so uh, it'll be a great uh, it'll be a great, great one. Yep, and I know we got a lot of uh, events. I, I know just of a few more at the, our seminaries, um, ones that I've heard of. I think there's one in October, I believe, up in Midwestern. They're having a For the Church of event. Uh, I know there's a Reformation event at Southern Seminary. Southwestern is having another Whosoever Will uh, event there uh, later in the fall. Don't have all the details on that one, but, you know, our seminary is constantly having events. So check those out if you're near one of those or if one of them, uh, you know, strikes your fancy, so to speak. That's going to do it for us this week, Amy. I'll be back in Nashville off of vacation uh, next week, and uh, we'll be getting things going for the fall. So until then, we'll see you next week. See you next week.